is get valiant. And we are live for number 205. What's happening? Put that thing on mute, Joshua. Let's rock and roll. I'm Hooter. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Get Valiant, episode 205. I try to have the chat open, you know, in another <laughs> window and trying to time it so that, like, I don't have to hear it and I could pause it. <laughs> but it doesn't work. I got caught. Oh, it happens. It happens. You know, we it's been it's been a little bit since we've been on, so it gives us lots to talk about as far as books, news, you know, everything else. Um, so just a heads up today, we are gonna get into Shadow Man number eight, Armor Clads number two, the Harbinger number seven, and the unveiling of Archer and Armstrong Forever number one. Get your ears ready to perk up and listen to some great comic book reviews. <laughs> See what I did there. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, we're not going to talk about free comic book day yet because no. there's just so much. It's, it's a lot to go through. We can do that in a week or two. Plus, I didn't pick it up. You know, I had all, had all the my, – my wife's out of town. My wife's in Australia. She's not even out of town. She's out of the country. And my kids, my great kids, were. I was like, hey, free comic book day. You, want, you guys want to go? No, they didn't want to go. <laughs> they didn't want to go on Sunday to, like, you know, get some what was left. Um, I was even, like, today, I was like, oh, I like talking to my youngest. I like, talking to Archer. I was like, hey, let's go to the comic shop. Nope, didn't want to. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I got I got the uh, eight-year-old. He's ready all the time. And and then my uh, the five year old just turned six, so she's the six year old now. Yeah, she will like she, I don't know. She's just like okay if that's what you want to do. Like I don't know what it is. I'm guess I'm just very very lucky. So well, you know, my kids like stuff that's at the comic shop. They like free comic mm-hmm. books. They like pops, Funkos, you know, those kind of things. Uh, my oldest son, he likes action figures. There's, you know, the comic shop by my house has action figures, but yet none of them wanted to go it was really odd and you know it is what it is you know but i mean i would have liked to i would have liked to have read the little bloodshot part in it just to kind of see where it's going yeah one of the things that comes up on news and you know it's one of the things that we ask that you guys do is participate in the chat right now and we got jim garcia number 98 he talks about the new ninjack book and that was solicited in the uh in the free comic book day so you know yeah with, with killers or it sounds like super killers is what they're calling it so it better well damn sure have ki6 or i'm rioting <laughs> it yeah. makes sense that they changed the name and it sounds like it's not going to be an issue five but it's just going to be like a brand new issue one which with the big break in the in the title it makes sense to launch it with a new number one I'm really glad that Jeff Parker is sticking around because I thought that Jim Parker, not Jim Parker, Jeff Parker. Jeff Parker. Jim Garcia, yeah. Jeff Parker. We're mixing names up left and right over here, you know. But glad that Jeff Parker's sticking around because I thought his writing was phenomenal on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to think who the artist is again. It just uh, Jim Norton, not Jim Norton. I think Who's you're it? right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He came back for the, it was the artist that was on um, A&A, right? A plus A. Which yeah. Is- my, my first daughter. thing is, yeah. So it should be good, you know. And I saw on one of the like, on one of the like memes. There's a meme site. Is it Bloodshot Core? He had showed a picture that he saw somewhere, and he, and he was trying to guess, and he was hoping it was Final Witness, 
Which, Mike Norton. There you go. Mike Norton. I feel like if you think Final Witness is ever going to come out, just it's never going to come out. <laughs> that book doesn't exist. <laughs> if you have a, if you have a, an ash can, just forget it exists. Don't even get your hopes up. Oh yeah, I I, I think some of it is uh you know lost um or. Who knows what will happen down the cosmos? Yeah, I think the that, truth uh, of it is, it's probably a fine book. It's probably a really fine book. You know, uh, I'm sure like good creators on it. Creators on it. Yeah, good creators. We like those guys, Ray Fox and uh, Jeremy Hahn, and I'm sure they did a wonderful job on the book. I think that the problem with it is that the fan base wants the characters that they're familiar with, and if you, you if you take that book and you're like, hey, you know what, you're not going to get Eternal Warrior, or you're not going to get this or that. You're gonna get this instead. I think a lot of people would just be like, "Who cares?" Well, well, they did that with armor clads recently, so I don't know. Yeah. We, we could necessarily follow that, um, but you could be on to something. I'm, and this just goes like, we are not in the privy, people. Like we're fans, like you. We speculate like you all, um, you know. But what I would kind of, uh, I don't know. One of my thoughts is when this was happening. This was right when pencils down happened with COVID. And this could be something where those pick, those creators picked up other things. Um, I know that uh, Heather Antos was really huge behind it, almost like she was co-creator of it, I think, because they were actually giving credit for something like that. Um, and now that she's not there, there's a lot of little working pieces there that probably affected that. And, um, you know, speculating on some of that. But um, I would have liked to seen it because I, I, I love Jeremy Hahn's artwork. Uh, Ray Fox is a good, good writer. Um, so it would have been cool, and the covers were spectacular that they presented. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think we're getting some really cool things uh, coming out, like um, you know, Bloodshot Unleashed is very, very soon. This Exo Manowar uh, Unconquered. There's a lot of Un Unleashed Unconquered uh, Un Unveiled Unzipped, Unwhipped. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uncut. <laughs> I don't know. Unless the zipper gets you, I guess. Um, but <laughs> those things happen. Um, but yeah, it is exciting to see that we're getting, you know, they're they're already advertising for 2023 books. So, you know, that's a bit. But I'm hoping that 2022 is not over. We've still got a couple months left for a couple other things to hopefully happen. And uh, yeah, but I'm pumped up for a lot of these books that are happening. And one of the ones that I'm pumped up for, we're going to talk about later. And that's uh, Archer and Armstrong, some uh, some Archer and Armstrong, some Arm and Obi get backed in into the spotlight. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, should we get into it? Let's get into a little bit of this business. Um, this is one of those things that we do to not ruin it for you. And that there's what you call an RV, Clark, or a spoiler pause. <laughs> so the shitter is full, um, and it's time to, uh, you know, have some Christmas vacation a little early and get into some books. So I, I would hope that you know we're gonna we're gonna start with Shadow Man. I hope that you've read it by now because you've had quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, this book came out April thirteenth, uh, written by Colin Bunn. Art by Pedro Andreo, John Davis Hunt doing the covers, uh, Claudia, I'm sorry, and then Miko Sion on some of these. Uh... Oh, Miko, I think did the the pre order or the pre order. He did the pre order edition. It's beautiful. It is. It, it, everything Miko does is pretty much 
freaking awesome. Yeah, but I think like one thing I like about the cover itself, I have it right in front of me, so uh, right here. Um, I love the effect around Shadow Man, like this greenish light fire, whatever you want to call some kind of like mystical energies that are like erupting around him. I love how it looks with the just like the stone hard visage of like the Shadow Man right there. It looks awesome. I thought it was just an Instagram filter, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, it probably is. I'm just, <laughs> but whatever, you know, whatever effect that he threw to the art, though, I'm just saying, like, I thought, like, it really made the cover stand out. This was the only cover that was available at my shop when I bought the books. And I was like, wow, like, I'm so glad I was able to, like, have the privilege of getting it, you know, because uh, normally I don't get any of these books anymore, it seems like, from my shop. Hmm. But yeah, great cover. So, this last issue is the big finale of this book. So what we get is we get all the Ebitors and Punk Mambo and Shadow Man, and they're all getting ready to have their big mystical throwdown with Deadside. And just to kind of talk a little bit about the book, about what happens, um, the Ebitors and this whole group, in fact, they 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 know that they can't really uh, match, you know, pound for pound, blow for blow with Deadside. She's God in human form now. And I thought the way that they kind of channeled the the other gods of the little pantheon into themselves, which made for some cool looks, some cool like you know visuals to kind of help with this exorcism of Dead Side. I thought that was it was a pretty interesting like way to combat her because I, I mean I felt like what are they going to do? We know that like Shadow Man just can't like go toe to toe with her. None of these people have like the actual ability to just like step to her. Right, yeah, I, I think it's it's uh, interesting their approach, right, to, like you said, go to the Pantheon and then basically uh, have them try to keep their word with the dead side, but yet let this, um, you know, spell that Punk Mambo um, and Alyssa kind of do to, to basically embody them. Um, they kind of let it happen, right? So it was, you know, I, I like how Punk Mambo or, uh, or uh, Jack basically talks about you know, they, they, they stuck to their word, but they know how to play the game. Yeah. You know, they, they, it's almost like a genie, right? Like if you give a genie, you know, you better make sure that you ask it just right. Or it's going to be that dude on uh, Instagram who asked you asked to do Photoshop and he totally messes it up. Like, can you make me taller? And it makes, <laughs> yeah, just the stuff that guy does is hilarious. Um, but I, I think that's kind of how, you know, when you look at the, you know, voodoo, these voodoo gods, how they work, how they operate. Um, and so it does a weird approach where they do that. And then um, and then Jack really is just really to a degree trying to keep peace. It's not much fighting of his going on in this in this issue, which is weird. Um, but it like to take the body away from the dead side um, is really kind of what the mindset is. But the dead side did a lot of work to get there in the first place without a body. So it's kind of like, did we really solve much at all? Um, and that's kind of threw me off. It's like, okay, great. You know, it, it just seemed like a long four issue origin story of Persephone, um, which also, you know, a little Greek mythology that that is um, one of the daughters of Zeus, the wife of, of Hades, which is like the princess of the underworld. So very fitting and very uh, a, a very nice suggestion of name by Baron Samedi. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think they've already kind of spoiled that Persephone is going to be a, 
a, a big part of the book okay. when, when it goes into. I'm glad that you brought up the fact that like it does feel like an origin story and that it doesn't really like solve anything. Cause I, I thought like it was kind of cheap when they're like, oh hey, we separated Dead Side from the body. She's now Persephone. Hey, there's still blights everywhere. <laughs> like, right. Did you guys do anything? Like, what is this ending? Um, there was also something that was really weird about some of the inner dialogue that kind of bothered me, and I just let it bother me, to be honest. I mean, I'll mm -hmm. tell you what it was. When they do the ritual to kind of bind these these gods into the, into the avatars, there's a line where it says, like, the ritual takes seconds or maybe decades. And I thought, yeah. what? What the hell does that mean? Like, <laughs> I get what you're trying to say. But yeah. I mean, you you can't use that line of like time. You can't use that that measure that measurement in this situation because then it's like that doesn't make any sense. Like if you would have said like it it maybe it takes hours, I would be like, oh okay. But to me, it's like when people misuse literal. You know, you're like, whoa, it really took decades. Like, what? right? Like, or I mean, even oh. even something a little bit more like a week. Okay, you yeah. know what I mean that you later. But it's just like how much shit yeah. could go down in like the time frame of you guys doing this this ritual. It just seemed like a really weird line to have in the book, right? You know, where it's just like I was like, what? What do you mean it took like, like I understand if you can't tell like it inside your mind, but the way that you're framing everything seems very like spur of the moment, like everything's just kind of happening and happening and happening. To to have something like that in there, I just thought was odd. But enough of that rant. Um. But yeah, I mean, like it was kind of like a it was a decent ending to these eight issues, but it's a bit of a letdown too, just because I did think like the only thing that they did was get some new avatars, and now we have another person running around. You know, like nothing. Yeah. Really, there's still blights. There's nothing got fixed. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I, I do like in the opening pages that we did get to see Bloodshot and Exo and then these blights. Yeah, that these blights are actually affecting more than just this one small piece of the world. Um, I like that Bloodshot just had like a big crazy ass arm. That was cool. Because I feel like we don't ever see him do too much to his body to change it. And the only time we ever really did was like in Harbinger Wars 2, which if you want to forget about it for a moment, don't ever think about that book again either. But um, you know, he grew bat wings and things like that. You know, he was pretty gnarly looking. And so it's like showing him here with like a big, like mutated arm for a second, beating up demons. It was pretty cool, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think whew, I'm really hoping that book of, uh, shadow, uh, book of shadows kind of, you know, uses this to be something bigger. Um, I, you know, do believe and trust him that Cullen Bunn is using this to set up a bigger story, which Book of Shadows is supposed to do that. Um, but this seemed like such a big event that, you know, I felt like we should have, I, I felt like I, I kept, left me wanting a lot more. Um, it left me wanting to see quite a bit more. Um, this, this is a big story that could have gone on for quite a while about multiple attempts trying to beat the dead side, multiple more attempts. Uh, but it seemed like it happened pretty quick. And it just, I don't know. I just felt like it's something that could have went a little bit longer. could have been a different way, but you know, I think shit book of shadows is going to be more of that. And that's where, that's what leaves me excited about this. I'm liking Pedro uh, Andreo's art. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I do think Hassan uh, with 
the lettering like continues like the just I was admiring just a, a number of these books because I think he's on all four of these. Just the way that these are all set up, his layout with lettering is is actually really really pretty pretty great. Um, I agree. But ultimately, I'm going to be around a three for this 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 issue of eight of yeah, and, yeah. and kind of where I am with the whole arc is right around a three. So I I would have had a little bit higher. Th- for the whole arc, if this one would have stuck a better landing, I'm a, I'm exactly where you're at. Three out of five for me. I think the problem with it is, is that for one, the previous issues have really sold how big a deal these blights are. We've seen that like it's like hell on earth, like in some of these spots. You know, I mean, if you're going to show us this, I I think I just need a little bit better of an ending where it's like, okay, you know what, they're done for now. You know, we, we put a little bit of a cap on it. We put a little bit of a plug on it. Not something for, you know, that's going to stop it for good. Like, should have given me something better. Yeah. But, you know, um, I, I still have faith in Cullen as far as going forward on the with the character and what Book of Shadows will be. I mean, I've, I thought he's done, for the most part, he's done pretty good work at Valiant. You know, forget about Roku, too. But, um, you know, this was, it just didn't have the great ending. Yeah, it uh, it left you wanting a little bit more, but um, you know, that's and we're getting it. That's the thing. We are getting it. Um, you know, I hope it wasn't a waste. You know, not a wasted opportunity, but I felt like there was a lot that could have been done there. But yeah. that's where that person writes the book, and I don't. Um, and I was trying to find out what this was for the print runs for uh for uh sean that asked an interesting question about the armor clads print run i know that they've now multiple print with it which is really great it's been a like i think you mentioned it's been a long time since we've heard about a valiant book selling out yeah it's been quite a while and what's weird is i think they're not going to do another printing is that right like i haven't heard anything about there being a second print but we haven't heard about sell you know books selling out you know and yeah. so it's weird to me that it's armor clads so either a they got people really on board with it and that's great not a big deal but there wasn't a ton of covers for it there wasn't a lot of shop variants you know i've hardly seen any of the yeah. 250 for sale anywhere yeah so i've seen them pretty maybe pricey they, if i did see them but yeah yeah so i mean i would say this congrats on that one that's cool it's shocking it's shocking to me that it's like, oh, you know what? Like, we haven't had any issues of Shadow Man sell out. You know, we haven't had any issues of Harbinger sell out. You know, but right. this one. So, you know, that's cool. You know, I'm glad that it's happening. It still, it still shows that Valiant has some success. But yeah, give a second print. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> one more for the one more for our box. I've just got done sorting all my books. I'm ready to put some more stuff in, man. I I uh I am glad that I'm glad that happened, right? And uh you know, I think that probably goes to um some of the success from number 1 of the actual story, right? So a lot of times and it happened a couple weeks later. So it might have been the word of mouth like, "Hey, this is actually a pretty good book. Hey, it had a pretty good intro." Um but then it's also very special art too. Pretty good team. Pretty good art, but it's very speculative. You have a bunch of first-time, first-appearance characters. Um, you know what I mean? It, it, I know it's not Exo Manowar, but a number one Exo Manowar is not the first appearance of Exo Manowar, right? Um, these are all 
namesakes, first time appearances. So I, I don't know. I know that I feel like the speculative market is back up. not quite to what we were in the nineties, but I feel like it is definitely up and that may have had something to do with it. But also the way it happened a couple of weeks later made me think that it had something to do with the quality of the book um, and the word of mouth. Yeah. So this one, um, I just remember like we you know they left off where, you know, they just got done letting their one one person kind of get get left for dead, and then they went back to the base, and they're all pissed off, and then they, were, they let the one guy get fed to like the spider aliens of sorts. <laughs> yeah, and then I, it was like, oh, here come a bunch of mercenaries at the at the gates now to like, you knock know, the doors down. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so this one was April twentieth, so this was the four twenty book. So everybody really enjoyed this. Probably had to read it the next day. Writer JJ O'Connor <laughs> and Brian Bucoletto on the on the writing, Manuel Garcia on the art. Uh, Bogus Homoto, Levo, and a different. Uh, oh, these are the cover artists. So, Aquana uh, with some of these. So, some pretty cool covers too. Limited. Um, I do like that they're doing the the black and gray for the most part, with a little bit of shots of color on a couple of the A covers so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, they're at the point where there's these mechs and these tech units right and then there's also bigger tech units that are like the older people live in or use them and they are the they're supposed to be the more soldier-esque one the other ones are supposed to be more of the mining yeah um, armor there's a lot of there's a lot of suits of armor in this you know there's a ton of them yeah and it, uh, it, reminds, it reminds me very much a lot of like fallout now where it's like in fallout there's power armor but then there's like X01 power armor. There's excavator. There's T45. There's T60, T65, solar. There's all these different things. Like, what? So, yeah, like in this issue, like already I'm just like, there's a lot of different armor designs. There's a lot of words and names getting called out in these books, you know, where it's like, I can't keep track of it, you know, like, um, you know the other teams like legionnaires now, and and then like the the, the one armors don't work when they get in the water. Are they really the legionnaires? Isn't that they like, call the one group calls themselves legionnaires? Yeah, they're uh, legionnaires, but I don't think they mean like not like the legionnaires from um, the Legion of Superheroes, no, Britannia. No, I don't think. So. I think oh. this is just one of the <laughs> right type legionnaire things. But um, it, this is interesting. Iron clads and armor clads, and oh yeah. man. this one's interesting because they're on another world, right? They're on uh, Siru or something like that, and but. The, it doesn't look too unfamiliar. Like, I don't think that they really, you know, ex expanded a whole lot there on a whole new universe type of planet, even though it is um, outside of having um, uh, super trooper uh, spiders trying to, not super troopers, but that uh, starship troopers trying to bite everybody, right? So it's like, I'm getting starship troopers. I'm getting Dune because they're mining this stuff. Uh, and then- the pure. Uh, the pier, yeah. Gotta I hope it has, I hope there's another name for it. They introduced some somewhere on where it's just like it's called like salt, Walmart, <laughs> or I don't know something stupid, but like just like you can't just call it pure. That sounds like it sounds like they're trying to like harvest cocaine, man. It, it, it does, right? It does. It's like uncut, man. It's fresh, dude. This is pure. This is, we got some pure here. Huge buzz, right? Uh, uncut, going for it, but yeah, like you said, they're the the youth 
the young armor clads are kind of upset because their uh, partner at arms or their mining buddy got killed when he could have been saved. And they took and they basically let the other guy get killed. And now it's basically the repercussions from that because that person's boss is now coming asking what's up. And they're going after, I'm forgetting a lot of these folks' names. And um, well, there's a lot of names, yeah. there's a lot of numbers exactly. that are associated with those names. So it's like, oh, hey, Leela. Okay, you're Leela, and you're also like number 325 or something like that, you know? And, I'm, right. and that might not be the exact number, but there's a lot of stuff like that thrown in there. And I, and I know that we're kind of picking it apart. I do think it's a little bit better than that. You know, I mean, right. it's not like I'm reading like Watchmen, but it's not the same time. It's not like, it's not necessarily bad. It's just, I feel like this was the kind of book where like when issue one came out, I had to read it a couple of times and I was like, oh, okay, I get it, you know? And then I read this and I'm like, I need to go back and read issue one again. Right. <laughs> and then read this after it because uh, but- it's been a while. This is, I'm, you know, this is, I, I agree with you. Like we are, it sounds like we're not, we're dogging it. But one thing I, I wish that we'd have got more character little stuff in there. Um, and that was something, you know, hard to, sad to say, but prior used to do really cool with characters at the beginning of it. They used to basically highlight each character, give you a little shot of it. Like, Hey, this is this person, you know, this is this person. And, and, and it gave you like a little more briefing, like a quick little synopsis of each character especially when they're brand new. I really liked that. Um, so I wish I would have seen that, but yeah, I, I, uh, it, I, I felt like the story was, was pretty interesting. The techs were being blocked out so they couldn't actually operate their own tech. And so one of the guys hacked in and tried to unlock everything and they have to basically save the day. The <laughs> And, um, and they're trying to actually save one of the one of the uh, other armor clads that got taken. That was the leader who uh, basically gave the order to let the other guy get killed in in the first issue. Um, but really, like I, I felt like it came together. Um, it is a five issue book, and um, you know that I really it's like one of the things that where I really hope when you get into these, I'm really hoping that we're investing for something future, especially with the shared universe um that their characters that they tie in you know and and they don't always have to tie in to be good britannian didn't really tie into anything and it was still good um so sometimes Mm -hmm. there are there are stories that really do really well that don't necessarily tie in that it's fine but there was an investment there was three full arcs of that um and it still left to a point where it could be uh tied in somehow some way down the road so yeah i know we're only two issues into this but I would say I like it a lot more than like say Psylords. Yeah. Like the last Psylords series. And I know we had Psylords back in the nineties too. But to me, like this is a lot more interesting, you know, because it does and I mean we don't have it doesn't have to tie in, just like you were saying. I love Britannia. Britannia was a, it was high quality stuff as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Especially the in fact, all three series. I know oh. the third one didn't have one Jose Reed, but had Robert Gillen art. Still but it's still a really great story. And so to me, it's like if I if we could get that, I'm cool with it. I just feel like the story is a little bit more dense than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the worst thing in the world. I just need to read a little bit more of it. But because right. of that, I feel like I can't give it super high a super high grade. I mean, like for me, I would go about three point five on this. It's not bad, and I and I and I know like you know we're trying to have a little bit of fun with it because we don't really get that we don't really bust balls on books a whole lot, you know. Right. But. 
it, I can tell you one thing. I mean, like, it's a gorgeous book. Manuel Garcia yeah. is awesome. His, I mean, like, I never realized how much I missed this guy's art. There's panel. I mean, just looking at it right now, just some of the panels, the non-action panels, which is just like people's faces. Like, you can just see, like, a lot of really great line work in there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get the pre-order edition, the pre-order edition does explain some of the different suits of armor. Yeah. There's, like, the guards. There's the... Okay. Cruisers, there's the heavy cruisers, that, you know. So, I mean, it does break it down a little bit, and it's kind of helpful. Because I know a lot of times with the pre-order editions, as much as I like them, they are what I collect a lot more than, like, say, like the A covers. They A lot of times it's just like, hey, here's eight pages of script. And I think that stuff's cool. And I like looking at, like, how the art differs from pencils to inks to full color. But I did think, oh, you know what? I'm glad that they, they thought to put something like that in this book. Because we are seeing a lot of armor. We're seeing a lot of different names thrown out there. Um, I do feel like it kind of helps a little bit, just to know a little bit more about some of the stuff. I also yeah. hope I also hope that there's when they started this big fight, and, then, and again, this whole book is like, it's pretty action-packed. There's a bunch of dudes in like cloaks. They look like, they would be like the raiders of, of, or sorts of like the, the whole planet, you know? They're like right. dudes, gas masks. Some of the dudes have spikes on the shoulders. They look like some badasses. So I hope that they're relevant and not just a bunch of like cannon fodder. Because some of them are out there like just like sticking spears in dudes and like shooting crossbows at people and like whooping some ass. And they they do look pretty cool. So I'm like, okay, I hope these guys like they they amount to something and not just like hey they got killed for some pure you know down the line yeah um i i, I think just like when i'm hearing you talk one of the things that i curious about and, and and i'm right there with you i think i'm gonna be at like a 3.25 on this story so far um and i i i did like it um i was you know, I was pleased with the story and I think I'm right there with what Sean says in the chat, just hoping that it stays in the universe. But one of the things I get a really vibe off of this is that like, it almost seems like it's made to sell and be a movie made to sell. You know what I mean? So far it's got like Netflix sci-fi story to it. Um, you know? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, I don't ever, I mean, like it's hard to ever think like that with Valiant, I think. Because I'm always like, oh, man, like if you're going to like look at the Valiant Universe and be like, okay, Hollywood producer, what are you going to make? Like Bloodshot, Harbinger, Exo War, Eternal Warrior, Ninja. There's like, so, I mean, like, I feel like there's like so many things you would do until you got to this. And I'm not saying that this wouldn't yeah. work, but to me, it's just like. Yeah. I mean, I you think would, you could say that, but you look like, at how many image books have been, you know, optioned out, you know, how many, you know, other, you know other publishers have been optioned out on on not necessarily superhero ones. So, I mean, it could be yeah. a one-off sale the way they have kind of one-off sold, uh, sold, you know, the existing, right? That's why we didn't get Toyo Hirata in Bloodshot, right? Because the way yeah. it was separated and one-off sold. So, I mean, it makes sense if it was that. Um, not saying that's the case. Could be. Yeah. I can see it. Um, well, and Netflix has taken, like, huge losses. I don't know if they're going to be like, hey, we want to buy this, you know, but... Yeah, well, and you know, the other thing is the other one that's getting huge is Paramount, right? And Paramount has Harbinger, and Paramount's really trying to push their Paramount Plus uh, with a lot of new things. And it's not going to be like HBO Max with DC, it's not going to be like uh, Disney Plus. And so, you know, there's room for 
for that with these multiple markets, multiple pub, um, you know, streaming services wanting their own stuff. And to me, it makes sense to see somebody that's like yeah. Paramount have something like that that's connected with CBS and yeah. uh, all the things that are connected to it. So, yeah, I know that they have uh, the Halo series on Paramount. I haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet. Yeah. I don't know much about it other than I used to love playing Halo, the first Halo. That's I've heard some it. people say I've heard, I've heard but, some people say they really liked it and they thought it was really good. So, um, hmm. but yeah, ultimately though, I I, I think what I say three point two five. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Think the art is fantastic. Um, four more, three more issues, so it's going to be five total. Um, you know, and I I hope that you know we get to see something like this, and I hope it's something that comes further. So, I hope yeah. it. I would love it. I, I would just love to like we get like a lot more of these like spider alien looking dudes just because I am a bit of an old school fan. I want to see those come back. They can't just be away, you know, like, come mm-hmm. on, we can have the spider aliens in the, the new Maya universe. Come on. Right. You know, and they don't have of... to be called it. They don't have to be called it. They could, they could just have like their, you know, whatever they call their species themselves, you know, but come on. <laughs> Because I feel like then you can start to bring because that's why you can bring in other stuff. You can bring in Exomanware that way. You can bring in the Cyborgs that way. You know, they're somewhere out there too, you know. So right. I don't know. I, I'm in for it. I like those contacts. I, I like those connections. So yeah, that's something that I am all in for futures of that as well. But give me more of it. I do I, I am I, I do like it enough that I want more. Nice. Boom. Next, Harbinger number seven. Indeed. Uh, This one we left off with uh, Pete getting his head blown out by Blam. Um, Number seven, written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Robbie Rodriguez on art. Robbie Rodriguez on cover. Jonathan Marks um, on the B cover. And Coley Hammer on the um, pre-order. But... um, yeah, do you wanna? Do you remember the rundown on this one? Yeah, so you know, it, a lot of it deals with a couple of different things. For for one, we're still dealing with the fact that Pete he is shot with like this weird bullet from Blam, so he's out of commission for the entire issue, basically. Uh, in the meanwhile, you got Faith versus Blam, and I won't go into that one yet. And then a little bit of it too is the fact that we've had the Renegade, and he's basically trying to get a lot of people. On his side, maybe he's using his ability to take their minds. I, I couldn't quite tell yet with that, but he's trying to tell them, you know, like we don't have to accept this. We can burn this world down. You know, he's trying to get them all pumped up to like you know wreck some shit. So that was basically this issue, like in in, in so many words. But I did think it was a lot better than how I'm describing it. Um, Pete being out of commission for it, he's on the ground, and I'm not. You know, he's kind of going through his own head. People are all around him trying to take care of him and all that stuff. It so, was, it so was hey, fine. Is it the Renegade and Pete the same person? Well, so I had blown up on the ground that. and then okay, it seemed like that with the first arc. So, I guess that's my that's my gripe of this book. So sorry, spoiler. Um, oh no, no, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it just seems. I mean, like from my understanding, is that like Pete's so powerful? He's got like two. He's like two parts. He's like the Sentry and the Void. Essentially, mm-hmm. you know, like we're like his power is so strong. It's the evil side has manifest its own physical form. A lot of like a lot of like evil in the Valiant Universe manifesting its own physical forms. It seems like, you know, right. the, you know, uh, 
you know, dead side and the renegade should just hang out. You know, they're the same peas of the pod, you know? You know what would be so cool if this actually happened, <laughs> and it probably don't, if that it's actually Harada playing in the background making him kind of do it. Could be. Or oh, the be so cool. But or the alpha who's been forgotten yeah, about too, you know. I mean somewhere. I feel like one day we need to have an episode where it's like us talking about like the, the lost threads of Valiant, you know, <laughs> like the things that that would be a whole nother podcast. See again. Huh? Whole nother podcast. Oh yeah. I'm saying another episode, episode <laughs> of Get Back where we just do that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um to me the, the real fun of this issue was Faith beating up this blam dude. I, I really liked how she was portrayed. She, I mean, like, she's still, like, geeky faith. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's a little bit more mature about it. Like, I feel like sometimes people are just like, oh, it's faith. We're going to write her. Just only drop, like, pop culture references. You know, everything she says has to be pop culture. And she still does it a little bit, but I also felt like there's a little bit of a harder edge to her, too. Like, it, like oh, yeah, by the way, she, like, she rolls around with, like, you know, these characters. She's not just in LA with like a bunch of like, you know, cat villains. So um, I liked how she was used here a lot. And I've always been, and I've always liked Faith a lot too. So it's like, hell yeah, this is exactly what I want to see ever. And, you know, and I like those other books, but I also feel like they just made her too, too all ages, maybe in those other ones where it's like, here's like, there's some dark shit going on. And, and it's cool to have her in it, you know, beating up this dude with finger guns. Absolutely. I think that that's kind of one of the, the cool things that I like about that was that. And, you know, the other thing that I liked about this story was CC stepping up. And uh, when they kind of get Pete back up on his feet, that they're basically saying she's she's like, I'm ready. Let's do it. And uh, and that's kind of where that that goes to. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool to have that and it's basically uh you know she's curious about what her powers are and he's like you got to figure that out um and but yet interesting that once she gets activated she's instantly in like almost a matching suit to beat um so that was kind of a weird creative uh move there um because it seemed like they kind of created the one that he's wearing but yet once she gets activated it kind of moves and manifests to it maybe that's her power that's cool um, you know what? i didn't even think about that at all when i was reading this yeah and and, and then it's, it is cool to see uh i mean I, i'm liking young ago and this is like the new this is like the new renegades new team you know it's it's weird not having you know chris there in the background or hopefully that connects one time because Chris was a cool little background leader, uh, planner, strategist, and that was cool. Um, and I believe they had another one that was co- obviously your favorite Torque, and uh, they're just kind of forgetting all about that guy. And um, you know, but he wouldn't. I mean, like, even if not to not Torque, I'll, I'll, I'll even, think, I'll engage this in a way where I don't just show <laughs> the to, you know, like Torque wouldn't fit with what's going on right now because Torque's whole story was that he was a guy trying to like once he once he made it famous. In the pages of you know faith at the end of harbingers um he's a movie star guy you know like he's not cut out to go get involved in this he doesn't give a shit about like pete stancheck or any of the stuff with science he just cares about himself really you know and you know maybe he faith- he's the miz yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> douchebag no yeah. book book that movie okay yep, yep. he'll do it um he's kind of like cena a little bit too though mm-hmm. built like cena, cena right. like giant. 
Cena um, with the Miz's attitude, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I mean, like, I just feel like he you couldn't put him in this. I feel like he just wouldn't really fit. He'd be like a right. like a really like a square peg in the round hole type thing, you know. But like Faith works here because I think that Pete means a lot to her. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I don't remember too much about what happened with her as far as like um Harbinger Renegade. When that came out, I don't even remember how much involvement she had in Harbinger Wars Harbinger 2. Wars 2 yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's like I know she just wanted to kind of like be a normal person. Yeah. You know, like the things that she was doing with the Renegades was more like I think a little bit more groundbreaking, you know, like right. trying to expose Harada and like all this like stuff that's hidden in the media and things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, that's not what the story is. But right. you know, I I'm really high on this book. I don't know really high, but I'm, I'm high on it. I do like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I like where it's going. Uh, I'm sad that I think the next issue is going to be the last issue. I'm glad the, the creative team has stayed through the entire thing. Right. It'll make a good trade paperback, I think, if they do like an eight-issue one. I'm not sure if they're doing a four-issue one or not. I don't pay too much attention to the trade. Uh, that came out this this last month, yeah. Oh, it did it really? Yeah. It'd make a good eight issues. I mean, it, I don't know. That's just me. But I like the fact that we there is like the nods to the old continuity – we still have Titan running around causing chaos in the background. Like his mind's been kind of taken back over by the, the renegade. I do kind of think that the Pete thing is like the century and the void of Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand that one, then I apologize. Yep. It's been a long time since I read, but I really think that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Like we have the guy who's so good. His evil side has to manifest, you know, yeah. and his bad side is really bad, but We'll see what the kind of what they how they stick this landing, you know, because I feel like I feel like it's been kind of a downer point with some of these books, you know, like XO Manowar didn't end great and Ninjack. Um, I mean the, the writing was good, but it's just like you wanted more of it with different art. Right. So I mean, like it was kind of a mixed bag on the ending. Shadow Man's ending could have been better. So I'm like, I've been I've liked the writing on this a lot. And I know that's not what everyone's opinion is on the book, but I've liked it a lot. So I'm hoping. I, I like what they do with it, but I would give this book about a four. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I uh, a four. Okay, I, I I think I'm I I enjoyed it. Right, like I I really like the story. I like where it's going. I like the character. I like the redemption of Pete. Um, I like this Sayat city as kind of like a place to kind of sit and I hope it stays around longer. I hope it's not done in eight and I hope that it doesn't just resolve itself kind of like, you know, dead earth dead side. Right. I want to see it kind of stick around a little bit and I want to see, uh, I, th- I think it's kind of cool to have this Iowa city, especially in the middle of Chicago. Um, and, and then I, I love how it connects. I do like how we getting we're getting faith within it. I do like how we, we have Titan in it. Um, Still want to see some of the other Harbinger characters, like uh, there are the Gen Zeros, like the Zygos. I don't care to see the Zygos, but I like that continuity of like, hey, they're still out there, and having some understanding. Or that'd be a great way to end this book, like, hey, let's go find the other ones that are that are gone or that are taken, and it's kind of uh, going back out and trying to recapture, you know, or you know, set free um, those other Psyots. Um, ultimately I'm going to be like 3.5 on this. Um, again, number eight is really going to determine a lot of what happens with this story and, um, what, what I really overall feel of it, but I'm enjoying it. I've been pleased with it. 
art is great. The writing seems, you know, really cool uh, to and true to the characters. Uh, like you said, Faith was a little different, but yet was still true to herself, but pissed off and more mature. Um, so that was cool. And um, I want to see what this young, young ago and Cece and, and where they go within the universe. If they go anywhere, I think uh, that's kind of a, a fun piece there. So. And then maybe Torque will be there and come in at the last minute, the same way Fulton Reed came in to the Mighty Ducks do, um, <laughs> very end, and just kicks ass. So that that that's my goal. So hopefully Torque plays a Fulton Reed. I'm sure that's exactly what happens. Or or no, I'm sorry, that was that was Mighty Ducks three, I think, actually when they're in college. I think I think the plan private, that the Renegade private, is they yeah. do the Flying V at the very end and. Dude, <laughs> score dude you just yeah that'll be knocked out of the park right and, and it's basically uh pete throwing like torque as a big ball right at something i don't yep. know that'd be cool that, so, that's it um <laughs> i think we just rewrote the shittiest book ever but hey somebody would buy it <laughs> maybe all right all right we're moving on to a uh another book and wow, have we gone through three already, huh? Yeah, we're getting close to the end, man. Oh, man. Well, it's time. It is time for the lovable duo to make their way back to your loving eyes. Archer and Armstrong, forever number one by Steve Fox and Marcio Ferrito. Um, Archer and Armstrong, forever number one. Bam. Oh, man. Um. Let's see. You want me to go through it, or do you want to do the rundown? Either or. I mean, you know, I uh, again we get to see, or we don't even get to see off panel. We get to hear Faith talking on the phone with uh, Obadiah Archer, and they're now roommates. Archer is now rooming with Armstrong, and just so happens they live right underneath the pub. And Armstrong loves to come out of the the bar naked, and some <laughs> some farmers. Yeah, that's so silly. Some farmers still the satchel, and um, Obi, you know, runs through like Spider Man trying to get to this and goes for the rakes and the hose. But they let him know that they're the farmers that literally have rakes and hose in their hands, and uh, they're trying to get the satchel. And uh, in the meantime, they break it up, they cut off Armstrong's ear, and it doesn't heal. And so, this like leaves. Archer going crazy thinking that his immortal friend is no longer immortal and he's dying and he wants to get that fixed. And so they search out for some items and whatnot, but yet these farmers obtain the ear and they try to sell it to a man. And so did you see or feel, or is there, am I overlooking it? Am I missing it? Did they have some type of connection with Edison's radical acquisitions? Cause this old man said, look at my garage for my acquisitions. So it makes me wonder if there was a tie-in to that, mentioning something of you know just that there's just the mention of acquisitions. Um, um, something to that. I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't believe I, I picked up on anything. I mean, it could just be like a interesting wordplay within the dying universe. You know. Yeah. Um, I think they're calling him the eccentric. This guy. Yeah. Well, and then like not only that, but like then like I'm pretty sure that's not the dude at the very end who shows up and like. The like, mall. Yeah. Yeah. Then, it's it's one of the eccentrics acquisitions, one of his creatures that they call the mall. Ah, yes. And so 
Um, I, you know, the one thing I really, I'm really appreciative of with this book. I love that Archer and Armstrong always just have absolutely bizarre adventures. It's just, I like, I, I really do feel like Steve Fox, I'm not very familiar with, with his writing, but I feel like he really kind of nails what VEI has done with Archer and Armstrong. I really, it, they gave me that like, okay, you know, it's another like batshit crazy adventure with these dudes. And I, and they're like some of my favorite characters in the Matt universe writing wise. Um, and I'm, actually, I shouldn't even say it writing wise, but like, I was really happy with this. You know, um, I I don't know what I liked more though. I mean, like I thought um, the art on this was was awesome. I really loved the look of it. Like really good pencil work. Um, I had looked at some sketches that Marcia Fiorito. I I apologize for my butchering yeah. your name. I'm sure he's not listening. Um, I saw some pencil sketches he had done, and I was just like, wow, like this guy's work looks awesome, and he's now going to be doing the book. I was really happy with with that, and I mean, I think everything looked great with this. I mean, this was a, this was what I would, in my opinion, this was a really good number one issue. Valiant does these really well normally. So I felt like, I don't know. I feel like if you like Archer and Armstrong, this is like exactly what you want. I know, like a lot of people like to nitpick, but like those people aren't even reading these books monthly anyway. Right. <laughs> And I think it came out running, right? It came out, you know, really like literally you see the cover of them running, but it came out like on the gun, like you're seeing. Not, a great, not a great A cover. I mean, it's a good yeah. cover, but it's not great, you know, yeah. um, but it does, it does really work. Strong. Yeah, it does work well with what the book's about. Can we just retire the fucking crossbow though? Like when's he ever going to use that thing? Like, I don't think he used it in here. Like I mean, like every cover is like, "Hey, here's Archer. Here's Archer with his crossbow." Um, he doesn't use it, man. Like, come on, just either that or put that in the book somewhere, man. Like, shit. <laughs> it, it, it it's true. And he just beats yeah. people up, and, and we still get. I mean, we still get the explanation of like whatever his like a, his attack moves are. You know, or his so it's like gymnastics and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, and that's way more interesting than if he was like. Oh, let me pull out this crossbow out of nowhere. Mm. Come on. Let's just I, do I see, I see where you're going with it. I, I just think it looks aesthetically yeah. pleasing. So, uh, But I hear what you're saying. I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I, I I dug how it started. I dug how it, it went through it. And, um, you know, these uh, members trying to, you know, connect to kind of see that there may be a little bit of connection of sect around still. Which uh, was a uh, which pretty cool tie in there, um, but yeah, Armstrong missing an ear, still bleeding. Uh, Ma comes, yeah, getting a, a, a what seems to be like a big villain right away from the first issue. Um, I hope it just works its way out for more than one arc, and that we can get something that kind of may hopefully may stay on it a little bit. Um. You know, I like the fact that, like, if you have any, like, kind of knowledge of these characters, they did bring up the boon. You know, like, there's that one power. He's like, I'm functionally immortal. He's like, but even the boon's power has, like, an expiration date, you know? Right. So the way that the, – I think the one thing that's really confusing about the way the boon works is that each of the brothers was affected in such different ways. 
you know, where like Armstrong doesn't ever even die. He can take like a, just a massive amount of punishment, and but nothing usually, nothing kills yeah. him. Galad dies, but he comes back. He has a place that he goes when he dies. Um, Ivar I just don't think ever dies. Well, you know, no, I, Ivar has like the reason he's just jumping time, right? So he yeah. actually seems like he has an expiration date. It's just that his jumping time to go to these, all yeah. these different and he probably and I'm sure like in a way he knows it because of what he does because right. he's, he's you know he's going through time so he probably knows where like he probably knows where like where his body finally rests so like I mean it's just it's just like one of those things where it's like whether it's just a, a fact that his ear isn't healing or the fact that there's something wrong with like the magic of the boon um, it's always interesting just because it's like one of those things where it's like it doesn't make any sense kind of, but like mm -hmm. we expect it as fans. We're like, Oh yeah, it's a boon, you know, but like we've seen, we've seen Armstrong get shot through both eyes with like crossbows and things like that. And it's been nothing like nothing kills him. So I always just wonder like, how the hell did it work? <laughs> and, and then you still want the magic of the, the satchel, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, the and you get that and you yeah. get that a little bit too. Yeah, I thought. I mean, like, like as far as like the way these books went, I feel like the way we, even the way we graded them, like this was the best book out of the four. I was, I mean, like, I just, I love these characters a lot. Um, the art was awesome. I love the fact that like the the facials, like the face designs on everything. Like, no, everyone's making the same face. Like, like Silors had beautiful art again to, to bring up Silors, but like that book, everybody had the same like facial expression. Right. <laughs> there was no emoting to the face. Yeah. yeah. Like I hear, like, I, f I just feel like I was really happy with this. I hope this book does well with the fan base. I mean, if you like Archer and Armstrong, I feel like this is exactly what you want. Yep. So. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and all the things I echo. And I'm, I'm right there like a 4.25 first issue for this one. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to be like it's it's somewhere around there like I don't know if I liked it enough to be like a 4.5 I'm trying not to be like so like I don't know grading so hard you know yeah but I'm like it wasn't a, I mean, it was better than a four it's probably about 4.25 and just so you guys know we never talk about this stuff until like when, when I give my score or when when Hoosier gives his score I don't know what his is so we just we're always on the same page with these things you know or close well, to it. and sometimes we totally differ though so it, it has happened so yeah yeah i mean i think that is a uh, a great start and uh you're getting archer and armstrong number two on june 8th so yeah. you gotta wait a little bit you know because it just came out on may 4th so it was last yeah. week's brand new book yeah but i do feel like as far as like any of the books that we've gotten lately well, there's been like like in the last year, like Exo Manowar. Like I feel like Exo Manowar didn't feel as much like Kent's Manowar or Venditti's Exo. It didn't feel anything like those. But Shadow Man was different, you know. I mean, like it felt a little bit different. Like it had like it, like, it had like a cohesive uh, direction it was going. But to me, like this one really feels like it was just like you know, it's just another career team. The characters right. just feel the same, and that's exactly what I want. Yeah, I yeah. like that kind of. I like that direction that's going in. Yeah, I, I I do dig that. Um, you know, obviously it could change a little bit, but I uh, I I'm at the point where you know I really want an, a good continuous run of a book. Um, you know, and I think a lot of folks that kind kind of come into that, that's kind of the case. 
and we had a, a chat offline a little bit where um, it was a small one, but it was talking about the small issues. And I think uh, Sean brought it up. Is there going to be more than eight? They're going to be more than four. And so part of it's like, it's, you know, it's all on sales is kind of what you always hear, but then you could look at some books where, you know, for one, that was one of the top sellers for years. And the reason the first issue is worth so much is because it didn't sell a whole lot, I guess, comparative, but it was, was walking dead. It took a while before that got word of mouth before mm-hmm. it got trades to uh, upload new new clients right you on you you um you onboarded a, a lot of new readers each time you did something like that and they would back issue read uh the trade and then they would pick up you know the issues and so i think a lot of times as you see this is like i want to get something that i can invest in i'm going to get a book that's gonna you know kind of go for a while and that may be the case but i think the big piece that makes that happen was was good story um, I think another issue, another book that kind of did that, I believe, was Something's Killing the Children. That's one of the more recent ones. It still sold pretty well as a, as a new issue, but it got it to where like issue five was outsold number one. And that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. And um, I think I think that happened also to, to uh, um, Tinian's other book, um, Truth. Um, what is it called? Uh, Something Truth uh is image book i mean that happened with that um as well i don't know what it is (laughs) uh, (laughs) gosh dang it um i just know that he's writing like everything it seems like yeah And, and, and so i just feel like they're you know just because it sells is not always the thing right department of truth sorry and uh oh yeah yeah and and i think that is pretty important to look that not not everything sells the first arc and sometimes it does take a little bit more to kind of keep going and you know just a couple examples of those but typically what happened with those was solid story writing and word of mouth and then onboarding points throughout that um which is what really really makes it so i hope to see some more stuff like that yeah yep yeah but i'm yeah i was was pretty happy with this one you know and i think like i know we were talking about like the walking dead numbers i want to say it was like is something like 7,600 copies or 8,800 copies, roughly. Um, right. I just remember, like, it took a while, but I remember, like, at one point in, like, Wizard Price Guide, it was, like, a $10 book. And I was like, holy shit, a $10 book. I've got to get one. My books are worthless. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. But, I mean, But, I mean, like, the world is so different now, like, collecting-wise, because back then – when that book came out, it wasn't like, Hey guys, this zombie books come out. We got to pre-order like a hundred copies, you know, like the internet wasn't the tool that it is now where like, there's all these groups and discords and things like that. set up just to help speculators and app, apps and things like that. So. No, they don't. Oh, well, it's not a big deal. You know? And then it was like, Hey, like, you know, we sold like 15,000 copies of like a, a couple issues later. Oh, we sold like 20,000 copies now. Oh man. Like, this thing's not dying. It's doing the exact opposite of what books do, which is they start out big, they go smaller. This one was just like, you know, kept growing. Yeah, it definitely kept growing. And that was kind of the cool thing, but, and that's Kirkman hates, you know, kind of that stuff. That's why he would drop book like die, die, die without any solicits at all. All of a sudden it showed up one day, 
um you know so he, he's he's notorious and that's kind of why they they screwed with everybody at the end of the walking dead the final issue right oh yeah they, they had actually two other issues solicited I'm like nah gotcha you know what i mean um so number one was only 7200 copies um mm. and there was little 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 fall off on number two um and then i think it was ten thousand copies by the issue number seven so yeah. you went up by you know three thousand in in seven issues right yeah. and then but then you're looking at it kept going up right issue 14 15 000. i uh, think the, i eight, think the problem with valiant i think the problem that valiant kind of has is we have a we have like fans who are just like i like the brand what are they going to put out we're going to read you know we're going right. to check it out like i've been a fan for a long time and no matter what kind of changes we go through you know like i want to weather the storm you know because i always feel like we're going to get good books you know like I read Spider-Man like for like the longest time. I read Fantastic Four for the longest time. And those books, as I collected them, I was like, man, like this arc of Fantastic Four is terrible. <laughs> you know, but I was like, I love the characters, so I'm gonna keep reading it, you know. And I know some people don't like that. You know, and then obviously, you know, you get great runs of Fantastic Four, you know. You get John Byrne, you get you get uh Jonathan Hickman, you know, and then you get Dan Slot. And I'm not real high on Dan Slot, but you know. I've got those books going so far back. And I think like that with Valiant, where I'm like, okay, like Exo Man of War volume, was it five? That was Dennis Hopeless. Like, I didn't love it, but I'm going to stick yeah. around, you know, because I'm hoping that six is good. I feel like right now we've got fans that are like, I hate everything that's going on. I just, I'm just, I just exist in the fandom just to be unhappy about it. And it's like, that's cool, but I would direct my energy somewhere else, man, into like something I like. Like so much of what I do with comics, I try not to leave negative because comics is a big part of my life. I'm not happy. I'll go spend my time on something else. You yeah. know, I just wish there was a way to like to unite the fan base a bit, you know, because I feel like a lot of the older fans like complain about weird things where they're like, oh, the, the quality is not there or we think the books are woke or we just hate DMG, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever your pick, your reason you don't want to be a fan, and that's cool, you know. But to me, it's right. like, man, if I felt that way, I'd go do something else, man. <laughs> you know, just not not to be yeah. a dick, but like just to be like, I, it's just not the way I am, man. I don't want to be negative about comics. Like when I wrote when I wrote reviews, I never wanted to be like, this book's dog shit. I'm right. Don't like this. Like I would just be like, I'm just not going to write a review of that book. Right. You know, it's just not for me. So I don't know. It's easy to tear things down. I feel like it's harder to be like supportive. You know, but I do wish at some point I'm like, God, there's got to be something where it's like with everybody, where the, the old fan, the new fan, the soon to be fan. What is that book that Valiant can make that like all three of those can be like, we like it. I feel like Archer and Armstrong could actually kind of be that book. I really do right. like it. I do feel like right. as far as like any of the stuff's gone, it it, it works, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I know like, the I know the book that did it. You know, in the recent history, you know, same like it was uh, Divinity. It seemed like it was yeah. um, Bloodshot Reborn. You know, so it seemed like there was some books along the way that kind of did that, that you could look back on. You know, and I put in there, it has been 10 years since the Summer of Valiant. So 2012 was when Valiant kind of came back out. So it's 10 years running, which is great, which is longer than the first iteration. Um, so keeping that in mind, I think that's kind of an interesting kind of piece to look at now. Um, yeah. you know, and also, yeah, a big thing that I think you and I talked about, we, uh, 
we would like to, you know, give some thanks for Valiant, um, former Valiant employee Greg Katzman that has recently uh, departed to go to CBR. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I always made comments that like Greg was like the hidden member of like Get Valiant. He was like, uh, if you and I and Eric were like Charlie's Angels, he was like our Bosley, like in the background, like <laughs> always feeding us information. And it's we say that, but like he really, in a lot of ways, was like the fourth member. He Greg would chat with us all the time, and just like pick our brains about like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Like, I feel like never in my involvement with knowing anybody at Valiant, not not Dinesh, not Hunter, nobody you know, was ever like, hey, like, what do you guys think of this stuff? You know, there is always like, I mean, they were always happy and nice and polite to us. But like, at the same right. time, I feel like Greg was the kind of guy who would just be like, what do you like about the like stuff? You know, what, what do you not like? You know, like, he's like, I respect no matter what your opinion is. Right. You know, like, he's like, it's he's like, I don't, I don't care if you're negative. Like, you're talking about the books, you're taking time out of your day to do these episodes. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he's just always a, a really great guy. So I hope that like, with him leaving, I was like, oh, man, are you kidding me? Like, he's leaving. Like, that sucks so much, you know? Right. You know, we didn't get a, not a whole lot of inside baseball with Greg. But, I mean, like, I do feel like sometimes he gives a, like, a little bit of, like, sneak peeks on some art, you know? We, we definitely got a lot of first, you know, first scene on Get Valiant because of Greg. And yeah. so that was a lot of things I definitely appreciate. Um, I'm, you know, wishing, you know, the new, um, you know, the new – leaders over there a, a lot um i'm hoping that you know that they uh all do well um and uh yeah really uh excited for you know nick osborne taking that role who's been on the show was uh valiant or comic watch yeah. watch at one time so um so yeah really hoping that uh you know, Nick does well. Nick's been, Nick's a great guy. Um, you know, it's just sad because Greg was one of those that you would, you would call a friend and, you know, and, um, you know, but give it that, you know, there's still great people there. I still, you know, appreciate Danny. Danny's awesome. Um, kicking ass. And, uh, so definitely that excited for Nick. Um, you know, but a big thanks to, to Greg, uh, for what he helped us out with the show and being a friend of the show, being a friend, um, so wishing well, and we'll follow his career going forward. Um, yeah. yeah. And I've had the chance to speak with, with Nick recently. And, you know, I feel like we just, you know, we, 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 we definitely invite Nick to kind of, you know, take a little bit of notice of what we do here. If you ever want to talk about things that are going on at Valiant, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to step on and, and, and be, and be a part of an episode, you know, because we like Nick. Absolutely. You know, and I know that, and I know that Nick. And speaking with Nick recently, he's even been like, "Hey, you know, if you ever want me to come on, we can talk some Valiant." So we'll, we'll definitely do that. You know, just because like we we at least know him. I feel like that's the easy part about it. You know, right. like like with conventions not being around for a while because of all the pandemic shit, it's been hard to be like, "Oh, we need to get like these creators that we talk to." Because we don't talk to any creators nowadays, man. Like we haven't had anyone on the show for a while, you know. But I haven't been to a convention. In, Colin Bunn, but you didn't get to make that. Yeah, I didn't get to make that episode because I have a little child who's a pain in the butt. <laughs> so, like, but, like, even then, though, I mean, that was a while ago. Yeah, it was. You know, so I'm like, man, we got to get back in forum and start doing some of that stuff. So, I'm like, I'm looking forward to this year, hopefully going to some shows. I've got yeah. Rose City still just sitting there. 
you know, I'm hoping we can do some cool stuff. Uh, that's going to be great. There's going to be some fun stuff coming, right? And just looking ahead of time, um, we're, what month are we in? We are in May, the month of May. So we just had Archer and Armstrong. We have Armor Clads number three on the 18th. Harbinger number eight is ending out on the 25th. Uh, and then we get Archer and Armstrong number two on June 8th. So a couple books ahead of time here to go to. Um, and then what was the next number one? Book of Shadows in July 27th. So, uh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, we're getting more than two books a month. I think there is a month coming up where we only have two again, but it comes up, I think, June. We only have two. But then we get in three again in July, So, um, which is nice. So hopefully we keep keep that up. So Yeah. Yeah, whatever they got to do to keep the books coming. But, uh, you know, like I feel like – I feel like the books have gotten better, you know? I mean, I know there was a period where, like, things were rough, but I feel like I feel like this is pretty good, man, right now. <laughs> Just give me more of it. Give us more, give us more, and um, hope for, yeah, for more more from that. We know we got Ninjack, we know we got Exo, we know we got Bloodshot. Those are some heavy hitters in the future, so yeah. um, all for it. Well, all right. Everybody, thank you all for jumping online, jumping in the chat. Um, you know, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks and uh stay tuned, hit like, hit subscribe, hit Facebook, hit Twitter, whatever. Do do you, and we'll see you later. Bye.